Hello and welcome to the OMG Movie Podcast, where your MGs, Mike and Math, review movies, discuss and debate their best individual components, and pit them against each other to determine who earns the right to be crowned the overall most great movie of that year. As always, the OMG podcast contains spoilers, opinions, and of course, mispronunciations. Please listen (laughs) accordingly. On today's episode, the MGs compare two movies from the 2000s, American Psycho and Gladiator. Join us as we award points, debate their lasting legacies, determine what exactly makes something intangible, and ultimately determine which is the most great movie and continues on its quest to be crowned the top movie of 2000. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm primed. I'm primed. I'm 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 ready to make some some decisions that are going to make some ramifications for the 2000s bracket. It's showdown time. Showdown. It's always fun to have a showdown, even if it's like, even if it's like you know Hungarian soccer that you've never seen any of the teams mm-hmm. before. When you know it's going to be a showdown, when you know they're battling for first place, only one of them moves on. Somehow it gets more exciting. So like yeah. I I am also pumped. The primed is pumped. We're talking single elimination. I mean, this is hand-to-hand combat for two movies movies that excel in hand-to-hand combat. So you really can't ask for a more, I think, exciting matchup, even though our our overall grades are not high for either of these movies, as as has been uh, exemplified in their individual uh, review episodes. Go back and listen if you'd like. Um, But spoiler, not great reviews on either side. So we're coming into this with, with, with um, you know, low expectations, but somebody's got to win. And, and as we've explained at nauseum before, there's a whole lot of categories with a whole lot of points at stake. So regardless of the advantage coming into this showdown, there's, there's going to be suspense all up and down this, this, uh, this episode because I have no idea how it's going to end. I'm sure you have no idea how it's going to end. So um, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to, yeah. to see where fate takes us. Yeah, I mean, I I was downright flummoxed our last showdown where Castaway almost came back from a 16-point deficit to overcome and take over. Um, so it's it's anybody's game. I mean, one of these two movies definitely has a very, very big lead. Again, as you pointed out, we've already done our full review. So if you've missed that, now might be a good time if you really want to to go back and listen because we are going to talk about not just what we scored those movies, but obviously who we ended up crowning as the award winner for the movie itself so just as a quick recap for those of you who may have taken a while since listening to those um our two movies today gladiator um i mike scored gladiator as a 48 my other mg matt scored as a 55 so that gives us our omg or overall movie score of a 51.5 for gladiator just over that 50 threshold just over that 50 threshold, I think, honestly, I think both of us would, would be uh, would be fair to admit that that was lower than we would have said going into the movie, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this whole this whole practice that we have going on here of rating <laughs> movies, um, you, it's different when you're rating movies blind, right? Like you're coming at a movie, you've never seen it before, or someone recommends it and you watch it. These are movies that were handpicked by us. 
Yeah. And not, and for the, I don't think maybe in your case with scary movie, you, you had some, some liberties with the movies you were choosing, <laughs> but these are both my choices. And I fully expected seventies and above from both of these movies. Yeah. Gladiator, as, as we talked about, had a lot going wrong with it that hampers its effect on a rewatch. It's just a lot less striking to watch now. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's still a pretty decent grade. I mean, as we've we've gotten through a decent amount of movies now, 51, though not great, is a respectable grade. It's respectable. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it currently ranks number four uh, for the year out of six. So not a great that's sign, but... Not a great sign. We, we are starting with the lower bracket. <laughs> yes. This is a kind of a not really low seeds, but... Um, I, I think these were underdogs in, in the in the 2000s in general, mm -hmm. but they were given nods because they, they at least in my from 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 behind the veil of what I was thinking, these both had potential to surprise, mm -hmm. and Gladiator did not surprise. It was kind of in the middle for me. And mm -hmm. how about a, let's move on a little bit to the grade of American Psycho because that's yeah. maybe a little more extreme to someone who hasn't listened to to that review. Uh, but why you why don't you go ahead and give us the um, individual grades and then the the aggregate grade that we have for American Psycho? Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll start with your score for American Psycho. So Matt scored it as a forty two, which is just over the forty hump, which is what we have here in the OMG podcast world have defined as a good movie, meaning you would watch it again and or recommended to someone who at least likes that type of movie. So you just have it just above that threshold, whereas I put it significantly lower at a 24. Uh, this yeah. was just above that 20 hump, where for me a 20 is, if it's on, I'm leaving the room, is basically how I feel 20 or less. If you really love a 20 or less don't tell me because I'm going to judge you. That's how I feel about a 20 or less. So it just made it above that. And I'm not going to lie. Almost all of that is due to the performances. If you just removed the performances and told me here's what the script was, it'd probably be a five. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the overall uh, aggregate or the OMG for American Psycho is a 33, meaning that... Meaning, meaning... Meaning Gladiator will be starting off today's showdown with an 18-point advantage with an additional point going to both of us to use in our intangible category since Gladiator didn't quite get to that 20-point that you can earn as a whole field advantage. Yeah, but pretty much taken as much as it can. I mean, 18 yeah. points going into it is, isn't – I don't think that's the largest. I think we may have had an 18.5. Uh, going into a showdown, but pretty big cushion right here for Gladiator. It's going to need to, to make some serious losses in the category grades for American Psycho to, mm -hmm. to kind of climb back into this contest. But that's why we do this. We don't know for sure what's going to happen, but with an 18-point um, advantage, Gladiator is looking pretty strong. Um, but yeah. we'll start. I think we're ready to go to move on to our first category. Let's um, do it. So why don't you go ahead and give us the first category along with the winners from Gladiator and American Psycho so we can go ahead and debate who is going to be our individual winners for the category. All right. Well, I am here to help. So our first category today is that of Sixth Man. 
So who had the best role play performance from these movies? So for our nominee for Gladiator, playing the role of Marcus Aurelius, we have Richard Harris. And playing the known uh playing the role of real estate lady, we have unknown actress from American Psycho. And so, one of the best unknown actress performance you, you you're gonna find in that movie. And um, I feel bad because I feel like if I did more than just looking at IMDb, I'd probably be able to find her name, but I'm just not that interested. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a placeholder um, for not really having a six man candidate in American Psycho, but it was um, a a moment in the movie that felt tonally accurate. And it felt like the performance being given by that real estate woman was worthy of acknowledgement, while, while as most of the other characters in American Psycho's performances were not really worthy of acknowledgement. So <laughs> it's more of a de facto award in this case. But award nonetheless, this is what American Psycho is bringing to this competition. Um, for Marcus Aurelius, th this is one where I think there was some competition and Gladiator, who would win this award? And why do you think Marcus Aurelius won this category? And what do you think its strengths are as a six-man in competition with maybe some other six-mans that might, might come across in, this, in our own bracketology? Sure. Well, I think for Gladiator, it was truly a battle of the old men. Was it, was it going to be uh, Richard Harris playing the role of Commodus's dad? Or is it going to be uh, was it uh, the other guy who played the, um, the slave trainer, right? The older, the older slave trainer, Proximo? Proximo, well, yeah. Those are really the only two that really, to me, made a big enough impact in Gladiator to, to kind of compete for this role. And I don't know how you're not going to give it to Dumbledore. I mean, that that scene, the, the, the scene with him and Joaquin is is one of the better highlights of this movie in my mind, because it really it really grounds us in understanding who this character is, what's motivating him. We get a lot of Marcus Aurelius in the first, what, 15 minutes, obviously, before he dies. It really sets up Commodus's tragic tale so well when you're able yeah. to kind of humanize a villain to the degree of Commodus in a scene where he's also killing you, mm -hmm. I think you do a good job. He was such an absentee dad. He had mm -hmm. a lot of the um, kind of token, um, he likes Maximus more, whatever that kind of like element is where you have this adopted son that takes mm -hmm. president over like the actual heir. That whole stuff I thought was set up extremely well. And having that early impact in the movie weighted Commodus for the rest of the film where he was the, the, the lead bad guy. So mm -hmm. um, even though, again, it was maybe a 15, 20 minutes where he's in it. I, I do think his impact was very, was felt through the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think that it, it's a, he's a fine actor doing a fine role in a fine movie. And when you compare that against unknown actress i think for me the biggest thing that, that when i think of that role is she's playing what i would have wanted the movie to more do which yeah. was she's leaning into the is he crazy or is he dangerous or some combination of both yeah. whereas no one else is playing the movie that way where there is a slight mystery to it and i think that would have made the movie a better a better story and a better movie if it was a lot more of like is he crazy? 
is you know is it in his mind but the movie just goes so far into that yeah everything is in his mind and you know and it's just a waste of time that it, it does hurt a little bit even the quality and the i don't know again i i can't say anything other than I keep remembering that performance, which is a yeah. testament to how well it was either written or done or performed. And that that's a big thing when I'm, when I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Cause it, it kind of gave us a, a glimpse of what the movie could have been mm-hmm. had they done a better job at contrasting the unreliable narrator, which not to get too far into the fouls that we've chosen for these movies, but mm-hmm. It's her reaction to him being clearly out of his mind and almost like a vagrant wandering into this apartment showing mm-hmm. it, 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 it threaded that perfectly to, to show that man Christian Bale is nuts mm-hmm. and he's realizing he's nuts mm-hmm. based off of like her this vitriol of him like trespassing <laughs> and needing to get out and like that though it was a small moment really did a good job at, at what they tried to do later on with like the lawyer reacting to him explaining mm-hmm. that he had killed someone he hadn't killed all that kind of just bad final act stuff that happened. Hers mm-hmm. was by far the most successful of what they were trying to do. So she definitely in my mind is a, a valid winner uh, for American psycho, but mm-hmm. now she's going against a different movie, different competitor. Um, are you ready to, to lock in your five points for your winner or do you have any other deliberations that need to be sussed out? Nope. I I am ready. I have my five points and I'm ready to hand them out. All right. Well, I'll give you the honors of, of presenting your award winner first for this category. When you are ready, five points will be awarded to gladiator, Richard Harris. I, I, again, some portion of this has to be some combination of impact and screen time. And while I do genuinely, genuinely love this performance that this lady gives, she's in the movie for maybe a minute. And that's, that's a real hard call to, to have that person get it over someone who is a major character in a movie who's asked to do more than just be a little menacing slash, you know, terrified like it was a you know it was a good mix of emotions she was pulling but ultimately i gotta give it to richard yeah that's fair and um i will be following suit with my five points i too will be awarding that to marcus aurelius in gladiator making our total now 28 yeah for gladiator and it's a simple majority. First one to 51 is, is going to be the winner of this. So it's not going to take much more. It's, it's going to be an interesting seeing if this can tighten up a little bit. We'll see. I mean, there there are some, I would say, more competitive categories to come. This one was, again, you're dealing with an un, unlisted actress for the most part. I think she might be listed, but we're not going to look it up. And mm-hmm. then you got an actual character. So tough one to win. <laughs> tough one to win. All right, so for six man, both of the MGs have sided with Gladiator, and so we will move on to our next category, which is going to be MVP. Who is the winner of their respective movies? Which one's better? So for American Psycho, the winner was Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman, and for Gladiator, 
little bit of an asterisk, which we'll get to, but the winner was Russell Crowe as Maximus. This is what the people came to see. I mean, this <laughs> is the this is the award that probably is going to be most competitive. This is the one that's legitimately um, two good performances. I think. I mean, you could hands down the movies are good or not good. Like they they are mm. both good actors and they did a good job with what they were asked to do. So I, I do appreciate that we're going to get some 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 actual debate on, on this category. But that mm. being said. When we're comparing who won their respective movie, mm-hmm. it was way more unanimous for Bale than it was for Crow. That is which, something to consider here. Which could also just be a result of there's no one else in American Psycho who has close to the amount of well, impact yeah. or character development to even have a, a comparable person. Whereas Gladiator, while it's definitely Russell Crowe as the lead actor of that Joaquin Phoenix gives a run for his money. I mean, obviously you don't win, you know, Academy Awards for supporting if you weren't doing really well as an actor in the movie, right? Joaquin was great. Well, well, I mean, it's for a movie like that, where it's basically good guy first bad guy, Mm -hmm. you need to have a great bad guy. It's always more important than having a great good guy. And Joaquin did that. I think for me, the reason I didn't pick Joaquin is kind of tied into my foul. Um, mm. It's I don't love the character's mindset. I don't like the decisions that he makes. I question a lot of uh, of his motivations and kind of just like legitimacy as a character. Sure. Whereas I feel like Russell Crowe, even though he is kind of the prototype revenge family guy, like Punisher mode throughout mm. the movie, I do like his motivations more. I like I like what his character is able to bring to the table is more maybe original, uh, even though he is kind of the vengeance character. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked his performance more, which is why I, I, I gave him the edge in this battle, but it definitely had its flaws. Like, I, I don't know when we're talking like original uh, character wise, if, if Maximus uh, against Christian Bale, if there's more of a, you know, Christian Bale was a little bit more, unique as a murderer than Russell Crowe was as like a gladiator comic booky vengeance character. I don't know if that might be what determines it for me is who in that role was able to, to be more original and bring something new to the table. That's kind of lasted for the mm-hmm. 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would agree. And I think, for me, this is a little bit hard because I, I don't necessarily agree that Russell Crowe is the MVP of Gladiator. I, I sided a little more on the That's Joaquin fair. side. Um, I just feel, well, Russell Crowe, again, he's the star of the movie. This is kind of what launched him into where, where he is and where he had been. Honestly, on the rewatch, Maximus is kind of boring to watch. He is kind of like that reluctant leader who just wants to essentially be let to die. You know, like once his family gets killed, he just wants to like live his life as a slave and not really have any issues. And Oh, he, once he finds out he has a chance for revenge, he kind of comes to life a little bit, but uh, it just, he didn't really give me a lot. Like he, I don't know. The role wasn't asking a lot. It was pure anger, vengeance. Like I would have liked to see, maybe a scene with his family to see a little bit more love or even like him interacting with Marcus Aurelius was so formal. And I don't, I just didn't get a sense of who Maximus would be as a person. Whereas 
definitely Joaquin playing Commodus. You got a lot more of who Commodus is as a person, someone who makes mistakes, right? Um, and same thing with Christian Bale. Like he's just being asked to do a lot more in terms of acting a range of emotions. Um, so that, that's something I'm considering. I also like I like the mental exercise of flipping it around, especially when you have actors who are almost the same age or roughly the same age as what would the different movies have been if they had flip-flop roles? You know? Well, I think Christian Bale's, I don't mean to, to be a knock on, on Russell Crowe, but I think the range of Christian Bale is is much higher. I think he would have had a, an easier time transitioning to more of a gladiator role than vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just don't know if American psycho is even irrelevant. If you take Christian Bale out of it, whereas I do feel like with gladiator, you could have inserted a number of different people to play that. And just kind of need the physicality is probably more demanding Mm -hmm. in that role than really anything else, because he's having to realistically fight so often. So maybe it is a little bit higher level of difficulty than I'm giving it credit for. But I, sure. I feel like the iconicness for also valuing that in the MVP award here might be an edge to bail. Well, I think I think I've kind of uh, without as much as I can without giving out who I'm going to give my points to. I think I've made my my discussion. Um, so unless you have any more just general discussion, I, I'd say this time I'll leave it to you to start off with who you're going to announce your points to. Yeah, and I'm happy to say that American Psycho will be on the board. I am giving oh. my my MVP votes and points to Patrick Bateman, Christian Bale. Okay. Well, so far we are aligned because I am doing the same thing. Uh, the one bright spot of American Psycho is the performance of Christian Bale. Um, I feel... You could swap out Russell Crowe very, very easily with any number of stars in Gladiator is still close to, if not as good or better than it is now. I don't know if you could do the same thing with with the Patrick Bateman character. It's such a tight rope as a character as it is. And he does pull like I wish the script did him justice for how much he put into this role. He looks great. I think that that's an important part of it is the the kind of all-American, good-looking vibe that Patrick mm. Bateman gives off. And also his ability to kind of act into the lunacy of the role a little bit. Mm. And it, it gave him a lot. I mean, that's, I think, obviously a more meaty role than, than Maximus is. It's yeah. not necessarily like the big budget action movie type of thing. And this is kind of a, I guess, an already something I, I think about when I'm watching big like blockbuster movies. I just think it's much harder for me to get invested into acting when sure. it's a spectacle. That's like how I feel with like the Marvel movies and, and, and just the general big budget films where you mm-hmm. get a lot of these awards coming from. To me, it's a lot harder to get in, like, immersed in, in a performance when there's so much helping it going on around it like the just the legitimacy of the movie around russell crowe made his performance so much better whereas if that's not christian bale and he's not doing a good job like that could have been like a trash movie no one ever talks about yeah it could be american psycho too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, it's it's not to say that i mean the movie isn't it's not good but it's remembered 
specifically because of Bale. And that's that's an that's impressive. When when you have a performance good enough to carry a movie into kind of legendary status, mm-hmm. that there's a reason for it. And it definitely wasn't the movie as a whole. <laughs> it was something Bale was able to do that that just rose the the whole body of water up. Yeah. And you know, and let this be a warning to all MVPs in the future. Work out, show them abs, and do some yeah. naked crunches. You want to win? Off. We need the naked crunches. That's what you got to do. Tom Hanks did it. He got naked, did some did some workouts. He won for Castaway. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, Crow got pretty naked in this. I mean, he was he was wearing a loin cloth for a good portion of it, but not Tom enough. But I'm happy to see we're now at a we're 28 to eight to, to 10. Sorry. So we're back to an 18 mm-hmm. point lead. So, so we're, yeah. we, we've got a little, little bit of momentum for American Psycho mo. here. We're in the game. It sees the light at the end mo. of the tunnel, 40 points away. <laughs> All right. Well, you ready to get into uh, one of the more contentious ones is almost always foul. Oh, this is a fun one. This is a fun one. So here's where we are going to debate. We have already decided which foul from each movie we felt the most hurtful to us individually, <laughs> right? <laughs> which which thing from each movie can we just not get past? So our nominees for Gladiator, the top foul was Commodus's decision to fight Maximus in hand-to-hand comment at a mm-hmm. combat. And then for American Psycho, we have the entire use of inconsistent and sloppy narration. Mm-hmm. These are tough. These are Both of these are, I think the unsuccessful narrator is a start to finish problem. It's just mm-hmm. loosely done. There's no real connect the dots elements to it where we're either being surprised at the end or mm-hmm. we're being let in on, on, on kind of his madness and early time and seeing it develop. We really didn't get any of that. Um, so it is the whole movie, but I do think it is least successful in the final act where we start to see that supposed payoff of, of revealing his, his madness and, and kind of the imagination of all the murderers and all that kind of, all the murders and that, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the, it really helped, it really hurt the impact of the movie as well as I felt like Commodus's decision in the end of Gladiator to try to win over the audience or the Romans, the general public by defeating Maximus in hand-to-hand combat after having already stabbed him with a poison blade, a, a lethal poison blade yeah. ends up being, mm-hmm. and then just mistiming the fight, like fighting <laughs> too early. Like you're not good enough. That's been proven. The fight wasn't close. Like it wasn't a no. competitive, oh, if he just would have done this, he would have, he would have won. He got like soundly beaten by a yeah. dying man, and it's like yeah. you can't win in that scenario. You you shouldn't have been doing that. That shouldn't have been your your yeah. your end. <laughs> I'm gonna win back these people by <laughs> my fighting ability, which you just you just don't have that. Sorry. Yeah, it's basically like he's like a hunter with a trank gun who shoots a bear with a tranquilizer dart. And before waiting to make sure the bear is down, it's like, let's go over and take a photo with him and then get mauled by the bear. Just wait five more minutes, let the bear get sleepy, and then go take your photo if you must. Yeah, and one of the bigger issues I have with it is just the optics, which I think he was going for, right? That I want Mm -hmm. to be seen killing Maximus because he's seen as this great gladiator and that's going to give me all this like shine. I'm going to, everyone's going to love me. 
But the crowd, which never foul, was the acoustics of these arenas, which was insane. You could could speak on ground level and like the bleacher sections reacting to it. But (laughs) you could tell based off of the crowd noise and enthusiasm, they were not rooting for Commodus and they knew Maximus Mm -hmm. had been injured. Yeah, and they, they had they, there was nothing. The need for the spectacle wasn't even there because the crowd fully knew that this was not fair. Yeah, I also think when I'm thinking of these two fouls, one of them is a holistic foul, as you mentioned, where it's beginning to end. The screenwriters, the you know, everyone who put this movie together thought this is going to be a cool idea to do this like inconsistent narration. Some of it's in his head, some of it's not. So it's a foul from concept, right? And I also don't like how they executed the concept of it. Whereas to me, the Commodus one, and I'll and I'll get into whether I feel it's a more of a foul or not in a moment when I get my grade out. But the thing about that is it's I can see the writing. I can see the writer writing down, oh, I, I wrote myself into a bit of a corner. How am I possibly going to get this slave to kill the emperor? Oh, I'll make it the emperor's decision. That makes sense. Even yeah. though we just spent 30 minutes of our movie discussing how we're going to create a Spartacus-like slave re- slave revolt and then come back into the city and attack, that just gets thrown away. You know, which I, I'm yeah. okay with. I'm okay with people planning and then like, haha, best laid pans go to waste. But then to turn around and as the hero get a better reward that's like i want to run for president so i have to, instead of having like oh yeah you have to win all the states if someone just told me nope all you got to do is just win your brother's vote and you're good like oh okay i'll take that deal it's like maximus would have said would you prefer to go <laughs> go and do battle with the with the emperor after escaping as a slave or you die but you'll get to kill him in hand-to-hand combat which one you want maximus takes a second one every time that's he a hard he wants to die. I mean, that's just yeah. like his whole. That, he would he would have taken that over killing him and being emperor. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his <laughs> hurricane. <laughs> wow, that was sudden and impactful. Um, just like well, a yeah, stab, well, poison dart, like a stab, stab in the poison dart. The the issue I have with this is. It's both a writing issue, acting issue, and execution issue, that whole fight. Mm-hmm. Because either Russell Crowe should have been more injured yeah. and had been losing in that fight. Mm-hmm. And then we get like maybe a rocky moment and they both die or like they both get wounds. And it's more like, mm-hmm. oh, that was really close. But Crowe was, or Maximus was able to like pull really deep and like yeah. able to fight with vengeance and like came back from struggling. Like that, that mm-hmm. storytelling in the fight even though it would have been cliche would have helped at least a little bit because this just made it seem like Maximus was fighting in like the UFC and you got like a backyard brawler (laughs) coming in and, and Commodus is getting like murdered and slayed by him. Like it was brutal. Yeah. And I think, and I'm just going to go out, I'm going to go ahead and give my points because I have to kind of elaborate why I'm going to do it. But I am going to say that the error or the foul in Gladiator is the worst foul. So I'm actually giving my five points to American Psycho. Wow. Because not only everything that we've talked about, but in, on top of Commodus's crazy-ass decision to get into that ring and fight him, you have his guard who basically just say, no. You got, you're in a single combat. We aren't going to do shit. 
Yeah. He I, already helped him cheat. Yeah. Like, they're just, you know, he, like, turns to his guard and says, hey, guard, help me. And the guard's like, nope, I'm good. I don't, uh, if you win, obviously, I, you're going to kill me. But nah, I'm good. Yeah. It, 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 like you were saying, it makes sense from the writer's perspective to get here. Like, yeah. This was the ultimate goal was to have Maximus and Commodus fighting to death. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's why, in my opinion, and yours as well, it's the biggest fouls because it's not done right. And it's it kind of just falls flat. And then you're left with like the ending of the movie being Russell Crowe like dying mm-hmm. and then going back to his wheat farm where he just like touches wheat. Yeah, but it's disappointing as an ending for sure. And I wish that was better, but I think I still have to give my worst foul to American Psycho's unsuccessful narration. It's the whole movie. It's why I don't Mm -hmm. like it so much. Um, So my five points in, in turn will be going to Gladiator because it has the least of the egregious fouls. It's difficult to follow. I am sorry, but the way that that just worked out is we now have five points going to American Psycho and five points going to Gladiator. Yep, Our first divergence so far. And that gives us currently a 33 to Gladiator and 15 to American Psycho. So not hasn't been clinched yet, but Gladiator is edging, edging closer. It just needs basically four wins of the remaining uh, eight available. So it's it. I mean, it's still it's still a fighting uh, a fighting chance for American Psycho. But I mean, it knew what was going on before this started. Like it knew that this was this was it was a pretty bleak opportunity. And you know, the doors the doors is, is even is even more or even less ajar than it was a moment ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think at this point now we we move on and now we're going to be transitioning from the acting and what was wrong with the movie and start talking about some of the things that we really, really enjoyed about both. And we're going to talk about first our posterizer, which is going to be the best five to 15 second clip from both movies. So for Gladiator, the winner of the posterizer was... Are you not entertained? Oh, I never going to get an acting performance. That was great. That was great. You're, you're all welcome. I was entertained. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, you have to kind of see me to really get this one. But just no, imagine. No, I think you can get it with that. Just imagine I'm putting on myself a little raincoat and I am doing myself a little shimmy. We have Christian Bale's raincoat shimmy as he is getting ready to kill Paul Allen as the posterizer from American Psycho. Yeah, that so that one that that one's got a couple different aspects going to the scene. As you're mm-hmm. alluding to the see-through poncho shoulder mm-hmm. wiggle as he's getting ready to kill Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also like I think could it encompass a little bit of the music with the the Huey Lewis in the news going on in the background like that's kind of also an iconic part of that first kill even though we were isolating it more towards that fun little moment where he does that shoulder shimmy. Um, I do, I do think it, it's, it's worthy to encompass a little bit more in that one posterizer, but um, yeah, pretty big one. I think both um, have weight both like through their legacy and mm-hmm. in the movie. And I think that's important for both of us is the, it needs to have a lasting impact needs to be remembered when you're thinking of the movie, like what's, top of mind when you ask someone like hey have you watched gladiator recently 
what's your favorite scene, the posterizer, mm-hmm. or what's your favorite moment or quote. That mm-hmm. that really is what you should be thinking of when you when you're thinking of posterizers. Is like, okay, what's the most memorable? And they both definitely hit and check those boxes for me. Um, the legacy stuff here might be what differentiates them a little bit, though. Which do you think has a stronger legacy as being culturally relevant still? I think a little bit of this is just which of the movies is more remembered. Because I think if you've seen both, I think both are relatively equally memorable. But I feel that this is not in the poster as a category. This is going to be something that, at least for me, I'm going to factor in more when we get to our legacy components. But I feel like Are You Not Entertained is still out in culture a little bit more than really anything from American Psycho. Even the the discussion of the music. I feel like the quotes, you know, the echoes from here to eternity, the, are you not entertained? Uh, My name is Maximus Deximus Aurelius, you know, father of a murdered son, whatever those (laughs) things, those like those statements, because they are delivered like almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners, right. From the, from the eighties and nineties where they're meant to be memorable. They're meant to be those kind of earworms. So I feel like that they have a little bit of leg up, but they are also very short. And I feel a little bit, all of them can be taken out of the movie and applied to other things, which is why I feel they have a little bit more of a life kind of like Castaway has the, um, I have made fire. You don't ever have to have watched Castaway to enjoy saying that. Same thing. You don't ever have to have watched Gladiator to enjoy saying, are you not entertained? Uh, Whereas the raincoat shimmy is going to be real hard to take away from American Psycho and apply someplace else other than maybe a GIF or GIF. Yeah. I mean, I think a GIF is really where that moment lives on. And there's a couple moments like that in American Psycho where it's Christian Bale's reaction to something mm-hmm. um, being reused in a new, in like a different cultural context now. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of GIF um, translation from that first kill um, posterizer from American Psycho. And that is very uh, weighty in my grade here and who I'm ultimately going to pick. Um, the benefit I think you get from Are You Not Entertained is it not only is a cool quote and it's used a lot in a lot of different realms and arenas like you were mentioning it is a very important scene in that movie it it really is like the unveiling of what the gladiator spectacle is like mm-hmm. is it really something to glamorize or is it just for entertainment are these people down here doing something they want to do or is it you know just so they can die and have people in the crowd like clap and jeer and have a good time. Uh, I thought that was really an impactful moment in the movie. In addition to it being a kind of a badass quote. Um, And on the conversely with the American psycho part of it, I thought the scene was really well put together and iconic visually, but in terms of the movie, it kind of didn't add as much as the, are you not entertained moment? Um, So that, that is why here I am going to be awarding my points to gladiator and are you not entertained okay okay um this this one so far is the toughest one for me to decide because i do genuinely like both and 
whether as, you know, using it as like a communication with friends, I think both can be easily used to like either visually show something using the American Psycho or obviously, you know, using the Are You Not Entertained in, you know, in or out of context is always kind of a fun thing. So this one's tough. I, I would I would like to make this a little bit of a tighter one, but I have to, of course, always score using my conscience and not always. what I you want to. to see. You know, you got to be real. You know, if you're not going to be real, what's the point of keeping any score? You know, got to be honest with each other. Uh, so I as well will be giving my five points to Gladiator and I am entertained. Not by wow. these two movies, but by our showdown. <laughs> 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 we got a uh, almost a runaway at this point. We got a forty-three to fifteen, um, and a couple more categories left. So let's let's try to make this as as quick and painless for American Psycho as we move on. <laughs> I think we're we're ready to take it to the sizzle. Taking it to the sizzle, yes. So this is best overall scene from both movies. So I think the interesting thing is that if you were to ask a person off the street sizzle reel or best scene from both of these movies i don't think they'd pick either one of our winners from the movie yeah Uh, and i think it's what's cool about the about these different category delineations here is the sizable difference in posterizer and sizzle when it comes Mm -hmm. to the iconicness i think sizzle reel relies a lot less on how memorable the scene is and a lot more on how good and important the scene is to the overall movie. And there are a number of scenes inside of the sizzle reel, which probably encompass more of the posterizer stuff too. Mm -hmm. But both of these winners leaned far more into just a well-executed scene that that may have been like a forgotten gem of the movie, (laughs) rather than it being the ones that people think of when they think of these movies, what scenes are coming to mind are probably more iconic for the posterizer element than they are for the length of an entire three or five minute scene. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Cause I, I think that for gladiator, I think a lot of people would automatically go, well, it's got to be one of the fight scenes, right? It's got to be yeah. one of the, you know, Maximus in either with the slaves or are, are doing battle against the Roman ones in their in their chariots, or when he's doing the one on one combat with uh, the German guy and has uh, the lions coming at him or Tigris or whatever. Uh, I didn't even really did I pick? I don't even know if I ever got that. Do you think that they named him Tigris because there were going to be li- like lions and it's kind of like Tigger? <laughs> I mean, I think they probably just like busted out a greek mythology book and just grabbed a roman <laughs> the mythology book and just grabbed generic names it didn't seem much effort was going in to the slave character names <laughs> in my just in my estimation yeah probably um but yeah for gladiator what we have as our sizzle real winner is commodus joaquin phoenix killing marcus aurelius so spoilers but <laughs> <laughs> the well, it's, it's an, early, an, an early movie spoiler um th- this was the uh, basically the making of the six man this scene is why mm-hmm. i believe marcus Rulius wins six man and almost the making of a upset mvp th- mean, this was i think joaquin's best scene yeah and it would have been i think worthy enough to him to been a surprise mvp mvp had i not felt like his character's decisions near the end of the movie kind of ruined the movie um mm-hmm. But 
this this was a great, well acted, well executed plot important scene that mm-hmm. really in my in my mind on a, on a, on a rewatch was what I was surprised I, I had forgotten that yeah. I didn't didn't remember because it was so well done it was emotional acting was great like we had said um, but yeah this is not one I had remembered on a on a first watch and yeah definitely a surprise factor helped it in the scissor mm-hmm. reel but I don't think it's that big of an upset if you if you were to have someone like on a fresh watch watch this yeah. I, I mean I think that that definitely deserves merit as a top three for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one, you know, I think, especially coming off of, we see Marcus interacting with Maximus and how, like, and how their relationship, and you can see that they have this, this bond formed through years of Maximus being essentially like a son to Marcus, but not really a son. Right. Uh, So you see that closeness and then you contrast that almost right away with the coldness and, like almost indifference that Commodus and, and, and Marcus have because like they, they haven't been able to share that love, you know, throughout that same time period. Yeah. And you can see Commodus is kind of a broken man looking for acceptance, but is willing to just accept power, you know, as yeah. a, a, to fill that hole that really comes through in that scene. Right. So yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree that for gladiator, that, that is, to me, the best scene is the most rewatchable. Sure, all the fighting scenes are well staged and they add something, but to me, I, I'm I'm more comfortable with the, the the acting and being able to award that more than you know action, which again, well staged, but sometimes hard to follow. Little not high stakes when you know the main character is going to live through yeah. all of the battles to get to the end. It's a little bit less, right? So. For American Psycho, I would say also somewhat of a surprise in that we didn't pick any of the music scenes. So none of the actual killing scenes were the Mm -hmm. one that was the one that actually won. It was kind of your decision because this was a tiebreaker where you had to break the tie and you chose the business card boardroom scene. So I'll let you kind of decide what what was it about that one that uh, might have it uh, being able to win over Gladiator? Yeah, well, as you had mentioned, when... Most people think about American Psycho. You're thinking about the murders. You're thinking about killing. You might be thinking about Christian Bale flexing in the in the mirror naked. You might be thinking about videotapes. Who knows what you're thinking of when you're thinking of American <laughs> Psycho? But I would be shocked if after watching this movie afresh, mm-hmm. anew, without like thinking back on your recollections of this movie, and you not really really stopping what you're doing if you're on your phone if you're doing something else while you're watching the movie and not focusing on that business card scene because it is so well shot it's well acted and it's such a good highlight on the seemingly minute differences that these people get hung over and hung up on um competitively and it's isolated in this case to the different white shades of their business card or different fonts that they're using. And it's like, it's, you, it's imperceivably different for the most yeah. part. And yet these people are wrapped up in it. And the way in which this movie kind of uses that type of analogy is successful almost only in that moment. Like its ability to use kind of that that example of the 
vacantness of like Wall Street types of people, that type of just that masculinity and competitiveness. And it really does a great job of of being a special standout scene while not being repetitive, kind of like the kill scenes were, or kind of playing into some of the shittier parts of the movie. Like that, that none of that had anything to do with his insanity or his other than that being an insane thing to, to be competitive over. It didn't have to do with his false reality or the unreliable narration or him running away from police. Like all that kind of stuff wasn't in play in that scene. It was just a good fun scene. And and to me that that's why it won that movie. And that's why I think it um, is a competitive matchup to, to this one because they are both, really stand out in their acting and their ability to kind of impart a lot of um, meaning in such a quick time. Yeah. I, I feel that one of the things that I have going in this, in American Psycho's favor for this one is when I think about it, I don't know if there is a better dick measuring scene that doesn't have yeah. any like sexuality to it right this is like the definition of whenever you hear someone saying like stop having a dick measuring contest that that is what this uh, this scene is yeah. all about right it's, it's almost similar to like people comparing car parts or sure. just like things that are like oh well, my my, my I, got, I got two hemi engine or like whatever bullshit you if you care about cars mm-hmm. it felt like that but with business cards um yeah, so I mean, this it's it's such a well done movie situation where you're able to kind of impart that dick measuring contest. Um, yeah, I where agree. where where I feel it starts having a little bit of issues is that just like with almost everything in American Psycho, it it can't just let that be and and have like faith that the audience is going to get that because not only do you get business cards as yeah as like a status symbol and you know here's how cool and important i am you also have reservations that also fill the same exact void you have how how pretty your girl is that also fills that void in it's also what kind of drugs you can get that fills that void so like there's so many things that are in this movie to basically stand for how important of a man are you that the business card scene to me doesn't hold as much weight as I feel like it had for you. Again, that's, that's why I did not vote for business card as my top scene from American Psycho. I personally feel that either the Paul Allen sex scene or the flex sex scene is is a better overall scene from the movie. Uh, but that being said, my 10 points for the sizzle reel is going to Gladiator. It is going wow. to Commodus killing Marcus. That's that is a um, that puts the nail into the coffin of American Psycho. That does take us over <laughs> the fifty threshold. If um, it helps, if it helps, it it may be a fictional nail. The nail might only be in my mind. Don't worry, American be. Psycho. The effect is the same. We we have we have a decided winner. We will continue because we need to have a final score. Um, and I, I will I will be. Contrary to you on this Ooh. one, I am giving my 10 points to the business card scene. This is one, um, I think the legacy aspect of it, cultural relevance of it is still definitely more prominent um, than the Commodus killing Marcus Aurelius part. I do think that is a great scene, but it is not remembered. I don't know why that is, but it's not. And that does play a little bit into who I who I think has a, uh, a better sizzle. 
So I'm giving the business card scene 10 points, which puts us at a 53 to 25. That is correct. Yeah, look at this. Um, Doing math successfully out here. Quick math. And and we got, what, two categories left. Two categories left, yep. Let's go into the legacy. Legacy. So no more previous winners to discuss. This is just now our free-form area where we're going to talk about the long-lasting legacy, right? Both these movies have been out for over 20 years at this point, or roughly 20 years. So... How have they fared, right? I mean, we've obviously now watched them both when they close to when they initially came out and now in the last few weeks. Has it stood the test of time? Do people still know about these movies? Are these actors still known from the movie? Right. All of that is is kind of for me combining into the legacy. So I think I'll I'll let you start and give your thoughts. Uh maybe you start with Gladiator and I'll start with American Psycho. Well, th- this is where these two movies shine, clearly. When you're when you're talking about why they were picked for the bracket, um, why they've won awards previously, um, not from us, it's from people. Why they're still ranked on like lists of favorite movies by people, mostly men, but still they are relevant and their legacies are strong. Both these actors um, have catapulted since then, since this, uh, since the since these roles. Um, mm-hmm originated that both the characters themselves, I still think have some relevance to more so for Patrick Bateman, um, who's kind of somehow become etched in as one of the more iconic serial killer, quote unquote, uh, from movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Maximus probably less. So if we're talking just off his character, if that one is, I think a lot of his quotes, like are you entertained and stuff are probably not identified with the character, but more so the movie. So it's difficult. They, they definitely have big relevance um, for maybe different reasons, but I, I don't think this is a runaway. What, what, what's, what's your, your takes on the, on the legacy aspect? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're right. I think that everything you've said really hit home for me is that neither one, in my opinion, is a great movie. Right. If, but both of them have gotten a lot of praise, a lot of awards. They're still 20 years out, still things that come up on a lot of lists from this time period. Um, I could see both of these movies being favorites of people. I think that's, again, that's a pretty big thing when you can say 20 years from now, something might be your favorite movie. That, yeah. that That's a pretty big thing when it comes to legacy. Um, you know, I, I think. It, this, one, this one is going to be a hard one for me because when I think of the movies, I have a better recall and understanding of where Gladiator sits. I feel like Gladiator has a little bit more of a flash in the pan than American Psycho does. I think that Gladiator's got a lot of glitz. It's got, you know, the whole sandals and whatever it is, sandals and sand or sand and sandals, whatever kind uh-huh. of feel to it, right? It's it's an epic story, right? There's a lot of money on the screen. It's, you know, sumptuous, you know, all those cool fan, yeah. fancy, fancy words. It's a well-directed movie. The plot is fairly predictable, but, it's you know. It's a blockbuster. It's yeah, a blockbuster. it's a blockbuster, right? But, it, you know, other blockbusters from that time frame, 
is it is it is it in the same vein? I did not think of this movie as like the Academy Award winner for for this year um, until we were going back and looking at. Oh, okay, yeah, it was nominated for all this. It did win all these ones. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, for me, Legacy is a little bit of I to see a movie that I dislike as much as I disliked American Psycho but can understand why it was important back then, why it got so much praise and and people to watch it and why it's still watched now. I think I have to give my points for Legacy to American Psycho for being able to withstand how bad of a movie it is to still have a place in pop culture, a place in a lot of people's memories. Yeah, and that's um, one of the bigger factors for a legacy is are you somehow better than the sum of your parts? Yeah. And that's definitely the, the the case for American Psycho. I think Gladiator is kind of remembered for what it was for the most part. There are some people that kind of inexplicably have this as like their favorite movie somehow. Mm-hmm. But I think most people remember it as like, oh, that was a good movie that had some like good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of is that it's a, it's an okay movie. It's not going to like offend you most likely. Um, and it's got some like good production and that's like a memorable thing. And so it does like have a good legacy factor to it, but American psycho somehow has maintained relevance through its one character, just from Patrick Bateman. And that kind of, peak that it has with it's just like so instantly recognizable with like one thing mm-hmm. makes it i think a very difficult legacy factor to defeat because it's so strongly one thing where gladiator is kind of like splintered into a bunch of different like kind of relevant things mostly yeah. i think the quotes but this is like a character that might be a top 10 cinematic serial killer somehow but it is so I, I, I too am giving my legacy points to American Psycho. Oh man, just just like we were doing our first showdown, all of a sudden, once it was known that that it couldn't win, now American Psycho is trying to make a comeback. It's the last twenty, the last twenty points have all gone to American Psycho. But it's now going into, I think, probably its worst category: intangibles. <laughs> uh, intangibles, to to my definition, is something that's non-quantifiable that makes you like or not like a movie. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like the, the if it's a, like a period piece and you like that, or if it's got music that you really like, or if it has like a tone or, an, or a theme that really like resonates with you and it makes you kind of a rosier outlook of the movie than your grade might portray. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of these movies, in my opinion, have good intangibles. But I think American Psycho has terrible intangibles. Yeah. Um, like for me, again, we, we've, we've talked about this feeling of like stickiness of like after you watch a movie, how much of that like plot, how much of the acting sticks with you. So like a week, two weeks from now, you you kind of remember or you can think back to watching the movie. And 
are those positive thoughts or are they negative thoughts? Are you fixating on some of the good things that happened in the movie or are you fixating on the bad things? Um, again, a week, two weeks from now, are you going to have good things or bad things to say about it? Are you, are you finding that you want to communicate in a, in a, in a communication using a quote or a GIF or something from the movie? And yeah, I, I think this is where ultimately I'm going to have to put a lot of my dislike of so many of the things that American Psycho did and, and just say that while it definitely got me thinking, like I have not been able to stop unfortunately <laughs> thinking about aspects of the movie whenever I do, unless it's unknown real estate lady, it's never a positive thought. So definitively my five points, the easiest of the entire showdown goes to gladiator with my actually it's six points so my six points yeah, we get the extra right um yeah which is tough because gladiator doesn't have a lot of intangibles in my mind like there's yeah, i agree some like I, I like i do think the the fighting was pretty good like in terms of that time it wasn't it mm-hmm. didn't like stand out as like not believable or like kind of unrealistic it was fine it was good um mm-hmm. i thought the use of animals was like, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't linger much. It didn't have much of a, of a intangible quality to speak of much. Like it, it didn't leave much, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't dirty. Yeah. Like I didn't leave it and be like, I need to either palate cleanse or like talk about it to somebody. So I can like get the shit out of my mind. So I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> and I think American psycho had, a lot of elements I wanted to get rid of because I just mm-hmm. like, why is this here? Why are you ruining this? Like stop having these elements. And that, that really is what lingered longer. And that, that, that bad sour taste being left for a period of time really affects your intangibles. And <laughs> I, I, I too also have to give the six extra points to gladiator um, mm-hmm. kind of widening its lead a little bit, um, which does give us a final score. It does. We are at a grand total of 65 points for Gladiator and 35 for American Psycho. So it is officially official. Moving on to our next round will be Gladiator. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, yeah, you hate to see a non-competitive <laughs> matchup, even though the movies, again, weren't that different. They weren't, mm-hmm. like, there wasn't a, a huge disparity in like quality or whatnot coming into this matchup, but American Psycho just disappointed in almost every level. And it, it's hard, even when you give so many opportunities to a movie to impress with different categories and elements, it just mm-hmm. didn't have enough, even against kind of a stale competitor in Gladiator. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I think for me, like also when I think of intangible, it's also a little bit of like, what, like, what do I take away from that movie that I didn't know before? And for me, like as not as someone who's never really seen a lot of uh, Joaquin Phoenix act, this was a little bit of a revelation. Like, oh, okay. I can understand why people say he's such a good actor. Cause I, you know, I, I didn't watch the Joker. I didn't, you know, I haven't really, I haven't watched uh, whatever the one he did where it was like the Scientology thing. I didn't, I didn't watch that one. So I really never, yeah, the master. I've never really seen Joaquin 
I didn't see her, right? It's a lot, a lot, a lot of his ouvoir. You have a blind spot for Joaquin over here, apparently. I, I do. Um, and so that was a little bit of the intangible that I took away is like, oh, okay. Like, I, I get why he's gotten a lot of his accolades, not so much Russell Crowe. Um, and then for American Psycho, I already knew Bale was a great actor. So that didn't, that wasn't a revelation or anything that was new. And honestly, it made me, if anything, downgrade almost every other actor who is in this movie. Uh, based on their performances, like well, I their love thereof. I mean, it, yeah. we talked about it at length in, in uh, the individual review of American Psycho, but the cast is so strong, like so yeah. many. Like I've never great seen, names. I've never seen Reese Witherspoon just disappear on screen as much as she does on this. She's she's just in just, the row. Just the row. Chloe Seventy. I love. I really enjoy Chloe Seventy, and uh, almost everything I've seen. I loved her in Big Love. She's really, really good. She's probably, in my view, the second best actor in 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 the movie in terms of the performance they're giving. But even her, I feel like she is just being told, you know, act somewhat and she's having to make up how she's supposed to act almost every single scene, and so it just doesn't work when I'm watching it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Not to, to rehash old drama, but yeah, it's it's hard because she's the character that straddles the line of is it real or fantasy? So like, and, and, and with so much ambiguity, like it's hard to really mm-hmm. tell from her perspective like what's real, what's not real. When like, that should have been our 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 grounding character, we should have known precisely what's real through her. But she too didn't really seem to have a definitive understanding of what was going on with Bale. Um, mm-hmm. Either in either instance, we do have an elimination. American Psycho is gone. It is banished. It is being sent home from the island. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> we are moving on, Gladiator, to the next round. It's moving on. Um, it's going to have it's still same grade. Uh, our aggregate score fifty one. Um, and it will continue to have all of its category winners moved on as well. And they will go up against new opponents in the next round. So regardless of how well it did against American Psycho, it will have a whole nether challenge uh, presented to it where it's going to have to to try to win. And it does mm-hmm. have strong ones. I think if we're looking at this one as a threat to someone going forward, I think posterizers probably where this one comes the hardest. Um, <laughs> but I think it's beatable. I mean, you don't have a great six man. You don't have MVP's good, but it's not unbeatable. It's Mm -hmm. got a pretty big foul. So, I mean, I think this one's a pretty vulnerable movie going forward, even though it's one. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, looking at the other, the other play in ones that have moved forward so fast, like it's, it's in the range of all the other ones that have, that have moved forward. Um, I think I'm starting to get really excited because we have, are two more play-in movies, which I think are going to be a bit more of a surprise. Uh, one I have not seen in at least 15 years. Uh, and the other one uh, is a little bit more of I watch it probably maybe once every three to five years usually is, is when a group of friends wants to watch that one. So I'm intrigued to see where those two land. And then after that, we get into the actual four movies that we had pre-decided were going to get a buy because – we think ultimately they are probably going to be, if not the four best movies of the year, probably in the top uh, top five at least. I'm hoping. Yeah, and that that's based off pre-draft rankings, which yep. you know have Cross proven to not be great. <laughs> proven not to be great so far. We've made some mistakes, uh, but we've done a lot of learning along the way. 
Mm-hmm. I'm happy to to um, to move on from these two. They, it's been a long time that we've mm-hmm. had these two in the docket, so we finally have a resolution. Uh, we have a winner, we have a loser, and uh, we can move on. We can indeed. Uh, any any final thoughts? No, I feel like we again this talking about these movies again. It's just such a <laughs> bummer. It, it feels like a wet blanket because it's hard to really highlight good things about. Both. I feel like this, even in this review, we both came off probably sounding more favorable to Gladiator than we really are. Um, yeah. But I mean, you're having to justify winners in these in these cases, and it's like you're having to highlight what's good about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a showdown where we have movies we like with things that we like about them, so we can <laughs> we can really get into some things that we care about. This was a little bit more of like, you're picking a picking amongst turds almost like which turd is the turd you're going to take home? Um, because you know, people take home turds. I mean, you know, only if you live in Philly, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a nice little snack afterwards, you know? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well that, uh, that will bring us to the end. So as a reminder, we are the OMGs. We'll be watching. You have a good night, everybody. <laughs>